This is Beyond Yacht Rock, the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. We're the only podcast on the internet hosted by white guys. That's correct. One of them's but not. You a, didn't know that. One of them's not here tonight. That's a Hunter. He called in Hunter, mm-hmm. and so it's just me, Steve, and Dave. And so yesterday we went on Twitter and solicited special questions from you guys. So today we're going to have a special Q and A episode of Beyond Yacht Rock, and it's going to weird you out a little bit because we're not going to be playing music. Yeah. We're gonna be. We're not gonna be reading uh, what we've uh, written. No, no, it's just off of our heads. Hunter's not here. You're gonna miss his presence. Yeah. But hey, you guys had a lot of good questions and some pretty shitty ones. Yeah, but we didn't include those. Yep. Perhaps we should get right to it. The first one written in by Andrea from London, England. She writes, Hello, guys. Whoa. <laughs> Look at this. That's so, on shuffle. All I, had, all I had to do was play two tracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to play that theme, mm-hmm. and I had to play some bed to talk yeah, over to get into things. Bed. Sure, or, sure. Thanks to Ad Yacht Rock Bot for creating that so long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I fucked it up, didn't I? I fucked it up. Yep. I interrupted shit. Andrea from London, England. Full on shit the bed. Who writes, as it seems, I'm not going to read these in an accent. I'm not, this is not, you got to listen to Yachter and Yachts if you want to hear me reading in an accent. And if we don't want to hear you reading in an accent, this is, this is kind of a special treat. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Another reason to be excited. Andrea writes, as it seems that a certain amount of what deems a track to be yacht rock is instrumentation, personnel, and production, does a song still retain its yacht rock value if it's covered by someone else? Does it depend on whether that saw that cover version adheres to the same sort of production instrumentation styling as the original recording, or can a composition be in and of itself yacht rock rather than the quote unquote recording being yacht rock? For example, is a cover by minute by a cover minute by minute on acoustic guitar still yacht rock? Best wishes from across the pond, Andrea. Let, let me take this one. Yes, and no. Wow. All right, next question. Next question. <laughs> now, I like to get a little more into that because it's interesting. And, and if you know, if you actually listen to our podcast, Andrea, uh, you would hear that we've recently di- put a cover of... Was it Hotel California? Hotel California on the boat, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Is that not, true? Yeah, not not by very much, I don't think. Yeah, and, and uh, old, uh, old Huey over here uh, uh, kind of sandbagged it a bit. I mean, not not like intentionally brought it down with like a nine which normally we hate the eagles but i feel right, like they're not yacht rock and they're not a good band yeah you got the, the 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 double double whammy right yeah um but i feel yeah and also there's several there's a couple covers of what a fool believes at least one um it depends on how strong the yacht rock song is for one right so what a fool believes can be covered by aretha franklin and be a totally different version and still make the boat because the composition is so inherently yacht. I'm sure there's a way to do what a fool believes that doesn't make the boat. I'm not entirely sure that NSYNC's version of sailing from the 90s would make the boat. Um, but the fact that I... Is there a cover of Turn Your Love Around that I feel like maybe we put on the boat? Or did we look at Al Jarreau's cover of Breezin? 
Oh, you know what? Al Jarreau and George Benson's cover of Breezin from the 2000s, where Al Jarreau scats lyrics to Breezin, that did not make the... It did oh, not. Yeah. It got a 44. So it does, it just, it all comes down to production, the way the song's produced. And to be fair, the, the Al Jarreau scatting over Breezin, not some of his, fav- of his, of his best scatting. I sort of passes expiration date in yeah. his scatting uh, skills. I, I seem to remember the lyric one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Keep breezing alive. <laughs> and that was the moment that the song Breezin died. Yep. Yep. Uh let me just find that hotel. And, and also in the mini shows we, we tend to uh we, 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 we had several debates in the past about whether the composition is yachty enough to put production over the top. And I tend to fall more on the side of composition, and sometimes you guys fall more on the side of production. But again, it all depends on the track, too. Yeah, yeah. Composition can put it over the top if it's... Or, I mean, production can put it over the top if it's cruddy production. Composition can put it over the top. It just depends. That's why it, That's why there's so many... That's why there's four judges. That's why we have to do a seance before every yacht and yacht mm-hmm. to get Genioski's spirit within us. Yeah. And... Those um, get weird. They do get weird, but it works. Yeah. I don't know why Steve has to take off his clothes. I mean, I'm into it. I'm really into it. Sometimes it's hard not to let out a low whistle. Listen, I'm I'm just going to let you in on a little secret. It's not actually necessary. <laughs> all right. But I can watch him dry. I can see him. It's nice because he's moist when he takes all his clothes off, his mm-hmm. entire body. He's, he sweats a lot under his clothes. Oh, yeah. He takes it off. Yeah. This 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 motor runs hot. He glistens, and then pretty much by the time he's completely bone dry, I know the mm-hmm. seance is over. We can start the episode. Yeah. So to finish answering the question, Hotel California by Renee and Angela got 55.75. And if that doesn't tell you that songs can swing based on how they're covered and how they're produced, I don't think anything else will tell you that. All right. Next question. Thank you, Andrea. Next yeah. question. Hey, my dudes. I'm Jacob Johnston. Thank you for the podcast and the smooth. As a Michigan boy myself, I would love to hear a Michigan-related memory. All right. That's not a question. Mm-mm. Um, I remember that Michigan was founded in 1837. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I remember in 1987 when Detroit got, uh, like, one of, the, one of the cops on the police force got all shot up. And they turned him into a half-man, half-robot. Mm-hmm. And he started cleaning up the streets of yeah. Detroit. And I want to say he did it again in 2014. Was it? Um, oh, oh, I remember that. He was called Electropoly. Yeah. Elect, uh, elect, Electrolease. Mm-hmm. Ropolice. Yeah, Ropolice. That was who it was. Also in 1987, mm-hmm. since Michigan was founded in 1837, mm-hmm. Michigan celebrated the fuck out of its sesquicentennial. Yeah. I re- there were ads all over TV, bumper stickers, parties all over the state. Yep. It was wild. 150 years old. Mm-hmm. Partying in the streets. You got a Michigan memory, Steve? Um, I remember renting inner tubes and tubing down the Muskegon River every summer. You rent a separate inner tube for your beer cooler. Everybody puts their legs around the beer cooler yep. mm-hmm. to yep. make sure it doesn't float away. Yep. yep. Sometimes you uh, lash yourselves together, the tubes together. It's called mm-hmm. tubing. Mm-hmm. And every now and then... Get your butt bit by a Michigan crocodile, mm-hmm. much smaller than the ones you see down south. Yeah. Kind of the size of, a, I would say, a, a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, their little tiny teeth sting. Yep. Nice thing about tubing. Mm-hmm. Just go to the bathroom where you are. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> right in the river. Either one or yeah. one or two. Just slide your pants down and uh-huh. just uh, drop some of that uh, those uh, chocolate river pops. You're already in the position. Yep. Love you guys, Michigan. Do you guys remember the Youpers? Oh, uh, sure, comedy, sure. Comedy rock band from yeah. the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised we haven't f- uh, featured them on the podcast. Yeah, me yeah. too. I feel like they did a cover of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I think they did, yeah. yeah. I mean, that certainly fits their brand. Um, so listen, everyone, we need you to ask us to Yatsky uh, uh, a Youper song Youpers sometime. Song. Maybe that's the only way we can get them on. I'm sure they will, they'll rate low, but hey. I'd love to play. It'd still be it'd still be fun to talk about second week of Deer Camp. Mm-hmm. Rusty Gr- Chevrolet. Second week of Deer Camp, the greatest the time of year. All the guys are here. We didn't play we, cards and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we show for beer. The second time of Deer Camp is the greatest time of year. Yep. Okay. So that's a Michigan memory. Yep. Man, that's pretty Michigan right there. Wow. Fred Bear. Well, everybody oh, yeah, spirit, bear. Yeah. yeah, driving up spirit north, the, uh, yeah. the, the Bear. Isn't that the radio station in northern Michigan? The yeah, bear? there's one called The Bear that plays classic rock. Yeah, a lot of we, He just asked for one Michigan memory each. We're going that too far down the rabbit hole well. right now, I think. Guys, let's do our podcast, Memories of Michigan, mm-hmm. coming soon to Earwolf. Uh, the next one's written in by Chris Fuzzy Muscles Braun. Oh, he's good. And he writes, After listening to almost every episode at least twice... There are a handful that I go back to time and time again. Song Puddings, Judgment Night, Moonshots 2000, The Slink, The Black Exploitation, Black Explanation, and Here Few. This guy's insane. Mm-hmm. This guy's insane. No, I'm just kidding, Steve. There's some good ones in there. No, yeah. Everybody goes back to Song Puddings. Uh-huh. There's somebody else that asked that question, too. Apparently, there's a lot of sociopaths out there. Uh, and he said, that being said, I wonder what you all think are your best episodes. Uh, our own best episodes? No, just um, I don't know. He didn't I think word it there's, very well. I think there's a question later about what episodes we like from other people. So let's just do. Oh, whoa! Let me find, let me find Steve, that one too. Spoiler alert! Let me find that one too and let me um, sort kind of combine the two. Yeah. All right. A little live editing. A little live editor. It's very exciting. Um, well, I guess we start with our our own favorite episodes of our own and then go into actually. I think this is the only one about episodes, so I can just talk about, like, yeah, mm-hmm. epi- just let's talk about our favorite episodes of the show, mm-hmm. period. Uh, go ahead, Dave. You uh, I was a big fan of Camaro Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as was I. Yeah, when it aired. I felt like a lot of times we do jokey draw, uh, genres, and sometimes, like, the genres are real. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, Gyaria was a jokey genre right. that we sort of mm-hmm. forced, um, but... Disco Dips, when I did that, is actually a real thing. And I thought Camaro Summer kind of joined the gap of like a, a funny little thing, but actually is a real genre of yeah. music. I love those genres, like uh, George Orway is one of my Yeah, favorites. that was another one I really These are the I ones, was pretty proud of that one. The ones that are real, that you can like take a few um, common pieces of DNA, like some mm-hmm. real things you could pinpoint and say these four things at some degree will be in these songs find enough songs to fill out a playlist plus yeah and you've really discovered another genre like yacht rock yeah i feel like hunter does that almost every time yeah he's really good yeah. um uh, africadabra was another one that of mine that i enjoyed doing because there's really something to that and like when we'll be talking about uh songs in the future like i found one doing bumpers and i was like oh this is like a great camaro summer or george orwave comes up 
a bunch like, hey, would you consider this for George Orwave? We're referring back to our own genres, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you, what, what are you like, Steve? What was one of your faves? I liked, uh, let's see, we've already mentioned Camaro Summer. George Orwave was one of the few times I was proud of the name I came up with for my <laughs> genre. Uh, I'd like to go back and... and <laughs> Edit every mention of bald metal out of the show, <laughs> uh, but that ship has sailed. Uh, hey, that was my fault. My bad. I'll take credit for bald metal. I stand by it. Hmm. Lost hair metal. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure, just called it lost. I hair liked metal. I liked Hunter's uh, heavy metal episode. Oh yes, those were those he because he, he did a sequel too. Yeah. Uh, those were those were both both really really good. That was a good one. That was probably the second best genre. Since yacht rock itself, because that's the kind of music that nobody really had a good name for. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of it out there. Definitely was a movement to make it. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good genre. Heavy. And metal. I think uh, I think Marina Rock was a, an important episode too. It was. We, did, we I... did yacht rock really early on, and a couple of those songs we've since decided are yacht rock. But Marina Rock gives us an area where we can kind of push. A specific subset of that stuff. Right. I feel one of us uh, miscategorizes one specific uh, artist as Marina Rock all the time. I also think he does it just to piss me off. But uh, no, as, I think, well, it must I not think be Jimmy Buffett because it's it's, that it's it's guys it's, definitely Marina. Yeah, Rock. it's Hunter, Steve, and I all agree he's Marina Rock, and we don't Absolutely do it Absolutely not. We don't do it to piss you off. We do it because it's true. How can you tell me what's right or wrong about a genre that I created? Because I li- paid attention to you telling me about the genre. I listen to the other songs in the genre, and Jimmy it's, Buffett fits right in with the rest he's of the genre. That he's uh, way too countrified and way too many hits. Marina Rock is a working man's genre, not the genre of a guy worth half a billion dollars. Are you telling me that Jimmy Buffett fans work? They work at sucking, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you blew his mind again. Jimmy Buffett, still Marina Rock. I'll yeah, tell you most, of them, most of them are off-duty cops and, and realtors. Like, <laughs> no, they're like middle management types who retired early to go like chase the lame middle-aged version of the Grateful Dead around the fucking it, Gulf see, of Mexico. Jimmy Buffett's closer to wacky coconuts than Marina Rock. There's, just, there's no way somebody with that many hits... Fits into the Marina Rock genre. They're he mostly have, he one doesn't hit have that many hits. Yeah, that many hits. He's an underground. Many, Margar- Margaritaville was his songs. only really big. Everybody chart fucking pop knows hit. who Jimmy Buffett is. Nobody knows who Andy Kim is. I just listened to a great podcast today called Bizarre Albums with Tony Thaxton, and they covered uh, the Archie's album from 1968. Great podcast. Check it out. Um, they didn't even mention that the song Sugar Sugar was written by Andy Kim. Hmm. Because nobody knows who he is. You know what else he wrote? Rock Me Gently. Great Marina Rocks. Uh, hey, David, it's me. It's David Kim. Hey, David, David Saxon here. Here's $5. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, thanks, Tony. Don't, uh, don't say that on mic next time. I'll finally, uh, just to wind this up, I really like the fact that we did the O'Sherry and Susudio, uh Yeah. Yeah, I like that uh, format. I think those are achievements. I don't know if, if those are the best or not, but I'm so happy we did them. Yeah. I also want to shout out one last thing, my own uh, sequel to George Orwave, the uh, dystopian future in which rock and roll has been outlawed episode. Uh, for a while, that was running neck and neck with, I think, the uh, the Our Favorite Yacht Rock episode is the most listened to of the podcast. That's because the only way you can see the whole name is by clicking on it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a yeah, shame nobody because, else thought of that Because nobody, nobody could get through it with one listening. 
So they had to go back and listen to it again, and it counted as a double click. So, well, you know, the Recording Industry uh, Association of America will certify a double album as double platinum if it sells one million copies. Oh, my gosh. Because really? it shifted wow. two million units. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> that, that episode also had Tony Zaret, so why would it not be popular? That's true. <laughs> He's the meme master. This was before he was the meme king. I know, but he had that DNA in him, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, had a lot of DNA in him. James writes, if the Eagles made a version of What a Fool Believes, would you have never... If if the Eagles had made a version of What a Fool Believes, would you never have made the web series in the first place out of principle? I think... Well, if, if that was the only version of What a Fool Believes and the Eagles did it, so it would be really simplistic and not that interesting and probably not even a hit, yeah, probably not. No, yeah. probably would have made a web series about Steve Perry. Yeah, there's no telling. You go, you, you go to that parallel universe, maybe Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins wrote another song together, you mm -hmm. know, and it was pretty good. Maybe they wrote a song called Hotel California and it was uh, listenable. Yeah, yeah, so, you don't, yeah, you start going into what ifs, it becomes difficult. Yeah. Chrissy D., Right. Just tonight, driving home, I heard sailing and thought about how my boyfriend at the time, I was a sophomore in high school when it came out. Whoa, Chrissy D. Yeah. Like an, uh, an ant's age. Mm hmm. I'm sorry, Chrissy. <laughs> she swore. Because <laughs> an ant can only be one age. Yeah. Her, her boyfriend swore that he said cannabis at least once. The cannabis of miracles. Instead of canvas. I believe it and only thought today maybe it wasn't true. What do you think? Uh, I got a couple theories mm -hmm. on this. Um, we know that Christopher Cross wrote most of his songs high on acid. Mm -hmm. well, so at least one song. It probably, uh, probably was, uh, he's probably had a head full of acid and not uh, uh, cannabis. My he, thought. Well, he also, you know, he was palling around with Michael McDonald, who has a rumored reputation in those circles as being the guy who brought the weed. Mm. Uh, so, you know, he could have, you know, winking. Maybe he was mad that Michael O'Mardian kept talking about Jesus and he wanted to get something dirty in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Well, here's my other, other thing about that song, is I've read somewhere that Christopher Cross thought about that, thought up that song while he was sailing on Lake Travis or Lake Austin. One of the one of the Austin Lakes. But that got me to think, like, in an interview I read with him, he's like, yeah, you know, I was out on the boat and I was relaxing, but, you know, I really could have been doing anything to relax. Which tells me if he had been working in his garden, mm -hmm. the song could have been gardening. Mm -hmm. Or if he was, it could have been bowling instead of sailing. I think it would have been a very different song. Well, I'd like to really listen to that uh, closely now and see if I can hear that cannabis. I didn't, I didn't do that research after I read that question. So if I anybody, also did not do that research. If anybody can find that, send it our way via Twitter or whatever, and I'd love to, to hear the snippet. And don't fake it. No deep fakes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, well, I won't. But the other guys will know. Um, and she is, um, Chrissy has part two that I think is an interesting question. What percentage of each of your music listening time is spent listening to Yacht Rock and Yacht Rock adjacent music? <laughs> Depends mm. if I'm on the podcast or not. <laughs> <laughs> when Dave is on the podcast. A lot of my time is spent listening to Yacht Rock. Uh -huh. uh, off the podcast, uh, the only times I really hear it are, is maybe in a bar when one of my friends elbows me and was like, hey, hey, Yacht Rock. 
Um, I'd say that I'm about 80% of the time because I love that certified playlist. Before we started the podcast, I would I was sick of Yacht Rock. I'd never listened to it. I didn't know the breadth of it. And then when we started to further, you know, to better define the genres and discover what else was out there, I've discovered so much new music and that, po- that, that playlist is so vast. It's sort of my go-to on Spotify. I always look for that and I know I can have a pleasant time listening to it. So I listen to Yacht Rock a lot now. Yeah, I was I was being a bit of a being a bit of a Debbie Downer, but well, yeah, I don't think like, I don't, I, we were on a, we went on a road trip to Palm Springs not mm-hmm. too long ago, yeah. and I put on one of my Spotify mixes, mm-hmm. and a lot of yacht rock popped up. Yeah, yeah, but I listen to it a lot, and I know you don't you don't have to you don't have to butter anybody up. No, I'm just saying occasionally you know I put on Toto every once in a while. I'll put on a Christopher Cross album. Yeah. Uh, usually when I'm hosting, like it's almost like it's expected. Mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, you know, it really depends. I have I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of different musical interests, and there's only so many hours in the day to be entertained. So if I'm on a yacht rock kick, like if I'm discovering some more, you know, like you said, some some more of the uh, the depth and breadth of the genre, then I'll get on that for a while. But I, you know, I go back to heavy metal a lot. I go back to uh, classic R and B a lot. I go. Mm. Man, lots of lot. There's a lot of good music out there. So we, I've been we, on a country kick a little bit lately because I'm eager to hear songs written for middle-aged people, and there's nobody really doing that anymore outside of country. Hmm. We need a percentage, Steve. Yeah, thirty-five percent, ten percent. Split let's, the difference. Let's put it around twenty right now. All right. Mm. There you go, Chrissy. Lindsay Barnes. I don't even remember. Lindsay Barnes has written in a lot of Yachtern Yachts. Mm-hmm. It's a name I hear a lot, and I never knew if it was boy or girl. Finally mm-hmm. replied to an email, hey, boy or girl? Boy Lindsay. Boy Lindsay. Lindsay. Barnes, boy Lindsay. It seems we have a lot of boy Lindsays in our lives. We have a lot of boys with girls' names who listen to our mm-hmm. podcast. I have a friend named Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Girl. I have a friend named Lindsay. Boy. Same guy, but we call him Dr. Beachwood. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was in Yacht Rock 12. He was. He was Dr. reprising his role as Doctor Beachwood, mm-hmm. administering the fatal drugs that finally killed Hollywood Steve. He did not kill Hollywood Steve. He Hollywood gave him. Steve. I was already. He dying. gave him powerful sedatives. Yes. Yeah. Well, he eased my transition into the next world. Sure. Okay. We obviously don't want him to lose his medical license. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Beachwood is a very important doctor. Yeah. All right. So Lindsay Barnes writes. Here's my question: Which podcast episode was the one? You knew, okay, you know what? We kind of already answered this question, but which was the one where you knew you were onto something? So I guess your own podcast episode. Um, he's got his early favorites, Clunk Rock. He likes that one. He likes Hard Organ. Yeah. Uh, There's a, a, a boy Lindsay of taste. I'm curious to hear what you all think when you hit your stride. Fair winds fall and flowing sea, following seas for everything you do. See, I feel... Uh... I feel he's asking when we thought in the podcast that we were onto something. Yeah, I, f- I felt we were onto something. Episode one, I did too. I did too because it was the three of us having the conversation uh, on the way back from Reno uh-huh. about sultry music, and that's what sort of developed into our first episode. Yeah, and I remember this is the story we haven't told before. We went into we called up Starburns. We're like our at the time Feral Audio. Mm. Like, hey, we want to do this podcast, and they let us come in and do it. 
And we sat down. We walked in with piles of notes. Mm-hmm. And we went in there and did a tight 45 minutes, got mm-hmm. through all the songs. Everything worked. And when we, 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 were almost, done, we have almost never edited this podcast. No. We have probably like, edited th- 30 seconds total out of this yeah, podcast. Like, and maybe three times. Yeah. Yeah, because the format gives us a nice, tight way to focus on a topic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when we have edited, it's because somebody, like, I, I said something about somebody I shouldn't have, like mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine yeah. that's in the public eye, or somebody maybe said something that could be construed out of context. Or that, we had a really poor start to something. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd say three or four times. But when we finished it, our, our first producer looked at us and was like, wow, guys, that was really good. Nobody comes in and delivers that tight of a show. Mm-hmm. And then we got super excited and just ran with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and eventually we, you know, we spread our wings and let the uh, the running time, you know, become what it is now. Mm-hmm. But you know, we still have we still have a, a tight structure to the show that kind of gives it some forward momentum, even if we're if we even if we go off on some tangents. Yeah, I feel like. And I always loved it when when you guys would come in with the genres that would make me laugh or surprise me. It's <laughs> uh, always, that's sort of the fun thing about the team, the team effort that we did. Yeah. Everybody would had a week and well, yeah. One of my favorite memories was when we would stand around and talk about, uh, our podcast or our next ideas afterwards in the back mm-hmm. parking lot of Starburns, mm-hmm. And we were all sitting around and someone said, Hey Dave, what's your next, uh, what's your next podcast? And I was like, I think, uh, Maybe, you know how, like, singers go to Africa and get real sad when they see people out of their air-conditioned cars and mm-hmm. come back and write a song about it? And you were like, yeah, yeah, what are you going to call it? And I said, I don't know, Africadabra? <laughs> and all yeah. three of you lost your shit because you thought that was a great title. And I was very, very proud of myself because I'm, I'm not the professional writer in the group. And when I can get something like that over on you guys, I always dig it. Next question sent in by John, who is DJ Reno Soul of the Hot Shiats. Yeah. DJs. Um, my question to the group is, what band or artists have you discovered during the podcast that you now count amongst your favorites? I will hang up and listen to your answer. But then he said, by the way, Bill of Bounty and Mark Jordan are two of mine. So okay, so well, that, here's why. Yeah. Because you can't hang up. Yeah, yeah, on an email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's there's his problem. He just he 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 should have he should have said count amongst your favorites. Mine are Bill Abounty and Mark Jordan. I will hang mm-hmm. up and listen to your answer. Yeah, uh, I'll say hands down airplay, and that was your wait very... wait, Dave. Mm-hmm. Airplay mm-hmm. soaring above Peter Allen. I would say I already knew Peter Allen songs. Okay. Okay. One, anyway. Airplay was something I'd never heard of. And Peter Allen was somebody, after we started talking about him, that I was like, oh, I remember this dude. Or I obviously okay. knew the song Rio. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't know the song Rio? A bunch of assholes. Yeah. Um, but the band I'd never heard before, never heard any of their music, didn't know anything about them, was Steve's very first bone throw. Mm-hmm. That was Airplay. Steve, I'm curious. You knew a lot about music. Was there any surprises? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of, I mean, there's plenty of stuff I didn't know about going in. I'm not sure, I don't know who I'd bump up in, into my favorites, but I guess, I, I guess I'm kind of most fascinated by that little sub pocket of the yacht world that, uh, it's the, the real sad sack divorced guys. Yeah. Like anybody who reminds me of, uh. 
the Kirk Van Houten "Can I Borrow a Feeling" bit on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's that's what I'm most fascinated by in this world. Um, I think Brenda Russell's mine if I think about it. I think Brenda Russell's song about Al Jarreau, who I already loved when we started, mm-hmm. I think that uh, blew my mind. It was one of, the, one of my most favorite discoveries of the pant game. Also, Mark Jordan, but I kind of knew who he was already. Hmm. Uh, East Lansing Neil. East Lansing Neil hmm. writes, Hey, guys, I was wondering if, in fact, you are wrapping up Beyond Yacht Rock if there were any genres you had thought up, maybe with one or two examples that fit the genre, but never got to share on the show. <laughs> we had a lot of ideas that never made it to the show. Jerk jams <laughs> was one. Songs where you secretly think they're thinking of talking about jerking off. Um, Brown-eyed rock, which was an answer to blue-eyed soul, but we thought that was a little like sketchy of an area to get into. <laughs> Wait, oh, Brown Eyed Rock was yeah. simply rock and roll by black like, and brown people? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and it's because I was on a Thin Lizzy kick. Right, right. Um, there were there were some others. Uh, I had my rambling genre mm-hmm. that I wanted to do. I wanted to do uh, pudding songs, which was just where songs about putting something somewhere, like put your head on my mm-hmm. shoulder. Who put the bomb and the bomb a bomb a bomb? Uh-huh. It was a put resp- your hands where my eyes can see by Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. Was, uh, it was a response to song puddings, wasn't it? <laughs> there, Dave. Never thought that. Uh-huh. Never connected. <laughs> oh, uh, problematic song titles <laughs> like "Indian Giver" by uh, 1910 oh, Fruit Gum Company, right, right. or uh, we had um, uh, something we didn't have a name for, it, but something about dead professions like. Wichita linemen, yeah. or uh, oper- te- things about telephone yeah. operators, or Western Union. Operator, <laughs> <laughs> would you help me place this call? Um, I, had, I had one I was trying to, I, I never got the 10 songs on it, but it was like uh, you know, songs by like, you know, Heartland rocker types who were like, man, high school was like, Awesome, and it'd be like songs oh, like "Oh yeah, yeah, Summer of '69," "Glory, or Glory Days. Days." Yeah, you and I talked about this one for a long time. Yeah, Mellow I never Camp. quite got to ten on it. There was another one I was that I never got to ten on to make it into a uh, thing. Like where a I just like a rock, a, like all of Bob Seger songs fit. Like I was eighteen, didn't have a care. Yeah. That's one where you can like ask, you can go to the crowd, you the wonderful audience. So you ask on Twitter, like, "Hey, you got mm. any songs?" And then they would might be able to go deep and find something that you never heard of. Mm. But that's one where I bet you could find a hundred. Yeah. You have to go, but you can't deep. play a hundred Bob Seger songs. Right, right. But you right. have to go deep to some obscure stuff that you have no idea where to find it. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Hey, uh, my dad was in a band in New Jersey in uh, 1987, and here's a song about how much he. How cool he thought he was when he was 17 and got really big boners. <laughs> but, but then again, that's like a rock. That's yeah. what like a rock is about. He's talking yeah. about his dick. Yep. Uh, Hunter has a ton of genres that he yeah, could have I, to. I, I had like 20, 10 to 20 that I didn't get to. I really only had one that I was starting to work on that I didn't get to 10, and that was Mjodels, which was model singing. <laughs> Like, oh, like Mila Jovovich? Yeah, Kate Moss has a song. I think Giselle uh, Boonchen covers like these boots are made for walking or some song like that. Uh, um, Naomi Campbell had an album. Um, who's that handsome guy? Tyrese. Oh, yeah. Album. Um, I, I, yeah, I always wanted to hear Hunter's uh, Almost Thrillers show. 
but I did. I had yeah. to do a playlist. And it's really good. Yeah. yeah, he had one. He had another one he was going to do called High Top Soul. It was going to be like '80s kind of reinventions of uh, classic R and B groups like the Dells or the Four Tops that came back and had hits in the '80s that tried to update their sound. We also had a genre about like uh, the layaway. Remember that one? Like somebody that had a hit. At one point, but then like 15 years went by before they oh. got their next one. Oh, yeah. Like the Whispers. Yeah. Or the Beach Boys. Or Eric Carmen. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I, they were there. I had one that I never got the 10 on, too, that was I was trying to find songs that had like M. Night Shyamalan type plot twists in the middle. <laughs> oh, sure. Like Blind Man in the Bleachers? No, that one's in the title. Uh. That plot <laughs> twist is in the title of the song. It's one where you have to like. You have to you have to like figure out halfway through. Oh, that's what this song has been about the whole time. Now I have to go back and listen to it again, just well, like the Sixth Sense. Blind Man and the Bleachers had the twist ending, as we find out. Well, I don't want to give it away, just in case I ever get to that or storytelling songs of the seventies. We never they, did that. No. Oh. I mean, it feels like it. We did song sequels. That was very similar. Yeah, that was that was me just half-assing something together. Um, wait, what was an example of your twist songs? Uh, the the number one would have been He Stopped Loving Her Today by George Jones. Oh, you find out he died? Yeah. Yeah. I, <gasps> I, I kind of got that from the title. Uh, well, you no. also knew the premise. No, no, no. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Oh, because the only, sorry, the only spo- point, spoiler alert. <laughs> the only point at which he ever says it in the song is the very first line, and it sounds like a cliche, and he just... He said, I'll love you till I die. But you think it is a cliche. Mm-hmm. And the song goes along and you realize that he meant it literally. Ah. So he's singing from beyond the grave. No, well, no, a, he's, he's the guy's friend. It's about a fella. Oh. Next one written in by Colin Brown. Ever since it was revealed to me that your podcast, that Toto was behind human nature and every... I love this question. <laughs> Okay, ever since it was revealed to me through your podcast that Toto was behind Human Nature and other parts of Thriller, I desperately want to know about all Yacht Rocky side adventures of Toto's crew. I'd love to know if you've charted those waters already. (laughs) Well, if you listen to the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast, you would be keenly aware that pretty much all we talk about are what songs members of Toto play on now. Wow. Thanks for the question, Colin Brown. Uh Uh-huh, but also check out... uh, Bosgag Silk Degrees, since you are a a novice at this, a, r- mm-hmm. a rookie. Uh, Silk Degrees is the Bosgag's album where Toto first came together as a band and decided they toured with him and they said, "Hey, we." Should. Then they got a record deal from Warner Brothers because they were such a good band. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, uh, we say that's an accurate answer, Steve. Uh, yeah, it sounds uh, accurate to me. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Picard is dead. Mm-hmm. Next one written in by Tim Malcolm. What is your single most favorite moment in a Yacht Rock song? For example, the moment the piano and strings flourish and Barry Manilow's Let's Get On With It, it turns into a gritty street melody. Quit kissing Steve's ass, Tim. Yep. No, it's okay. He can, he's more than welcome. <laughs> um, he's a good guy. I just know? like giving that handsome motherfucker shit. My favorite Yacht We had dinner! My favorite Yacht Rock moment is Al Jarreau's scat in Boogie Down. Yeah, that's a good one. What a delight. I don't know. I could Did come up with that? a thousand of them, but that's one of, That's the one that stands out in my mind as like a really special piece of music. 
Have you ever seen the video for that song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I saw mm. it for the first time just very recently. I'm well-versed in that video. My favorite thing about that video, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast, is the part when the scat comes. You know, the whole video is him, like, posing for the camera, and, like, he's in different outfits, and he's lip-syncing and dancing. But then when that scat comes, he turns us back to the camera because there ain't no way he can recreate that scat. <laughs> and so one of the greatest challenges in the Yacht Rock world is to perfectly recreate the boogie down scat. If anybody can do that, I'll give you a, a penny. Hmm. It's a big challenge. I'd love to see it. Maybe uh, give you a free tote bag. Maybe up the stakes. <laughs> a free tote bag. <laughs> one of ours, or just the one that DWP leaves for free on the? No, one of ours. We got a lot left. Yeah. Um, Still can... available. Can you guys think of anything? I like the chorus of Nobody's Business by uh, Maxis mm -hmm. because I wasn't expecting it when the song started. And when it kicked in, I was pretty pleased. Yeah, it's a nice chorus. Yeah, it kind of gets me every time. Mm -hmm. I like the build-up to the sax solo in uh, After the Love Has Gone, the uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire version. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Sean McNiff writes... Okay, this wait. Okay, all of the arbitrary genres you created for the podcast, besides Yacht Rock, which one is everyone's favorite to listen to objectively for the first for the first quality of the music? So basically, this means of the genres we created, mm -hmm. which is the most listenable. Yeah, yeah. To us, to us personally. Hmm. God, I might go back to Camaro Summer. Um, mine is. Divorce course slash what was Hunter's version of it recently? Um, Hunter did one that was Yuppie Mo. Yuppie Mo, yeah, mm. Yuppie Mo and Divorce Core are my favorites because they're sort of the same genre. I I don't want to pick one of my own because if I did, I just do punk rock radio. That's, for, that's, that's fine. No, you can do that. Um, so I also liked uh, heavy metal was really good. Mm -hmm. Did you ever put heavy metal music on? Um. Yeah, I have. Okay. Before, I mean, yeah, back I think, I think back they, in the early days, I'd listen to the playlists over and over again, getting ready to write about them. Yeah. I think the question is like, what what genre is like something you listen to in your everyday life? Yeah, that would be heavy metal and Camaro Summer. Yeah, and punk rock radio. Steve, I, for me, it'd probably be be the bald metal stuff. Like, yeah, that one's there for me too. Yeah, although um, your bald metal playlist was a little more obscure than most of the bald metal that I would listen to. Well, bald metal is obscure. Yeah. Otherwise, just hair metal. Right. Right. Uh, I also, the uh, the synthesized playlist was kind of my, I tried, I'd actually tried to exercise to that music for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Undercover Glam. That was one that I didn't have to do any research for because I already knew that one inside and out. Also, song puddings is stuff that I go back to again and again and again. Oh, it's we... richly rewarding, and I'm not sick of it. Our next question by Andrew Loden, we've already answered, but I just wanted to share this, Steve, for you. He says, what is your favorite BYR genre you didn't create? For the record, my favorite is the song pudding series. Yeah. Everybody's kissing Psycho Steve's ass today. Wow, man. Everybody likes that genre. Um, made up of good music. Let's see. Maybe just like one more question. 
Um, here, here's a two-parter that I really like. Here's a, we'll do a couple more. A couple more. Here's a two-parter I really like from Gordon Bagwell. What keeps you interested in Yacht Rock the most? Discovering lost gems, exploring the classics, or just foolishly riding the current as it takes you out to sea? Um, I stopped listening halfway. What was the question? Oh, the question is, what keeps you interested in y- this question the most? <laughs> what keeps you interested in Yacht Rock? Uh, what keeps you interested in Yacht Rock? What is it? Uh, he gives some examples. Besides but, the fact that we have to do a podcast about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, it's not have to do. I enjoy doing the podcast with my friends. Yeah. Um, and and I, honestly, when I when I come over here, uh, we it's, I don't think it's a secret we record at JD's, uh, but when I come over here and hang out, we sit here and listen to records. That's probably the most I listen to Yacht Rock and probably the most I enjoy listening to Yacht Rock. Mm-hmm. But that's also just a couple dudes hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, I just love doing the podcast so much. I love expanding the playlist. I love hearing the Yacht and Yacht questions that you people send in. Um, yeah, I do enjoy hearing the Yacht and Yacht questions. They, they were getting really tedious for a while when mm-hmm. we were putting 10 in an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just brutal to get through, but now that we do five an episode, it's I, I still find them to yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, Steve, what, what keeps you interested in Yacht Rack? Um, I mean, to be honest, I was kind of getting bored with it for a while, but I mean, I think we've we've made enough new discoveries that like there's more to go back and explore like i can get more i can delve a little bit deeper into the catalogs of artists that i you know maybe i knew a little bit of it but there's a lot more out there that i need to know better like uh al Jarreau's catalog for example or um or brenda russell or uh mark jordan where you know i know like one or two songs mm-hmm. but but not like now it's like oh wait there's a lot more to investigate just with those people, let alone like all the kind of anonymous one-offs that never uh, really had a big hit. Yeah, there's so much yet to discover in the stuff we already know. Like, yeah. like guys like Dane Donahue. We mm-hmm. we know a couple of his songs from the podcast, but if you listen to his whole album, it's a special thing. It's, right, yeah. Um, and Mark, there's three really good Mark Jordan albums and just stuff like that. It's like Or David Roberts or... Yeah. Uh, his, some of these, some of the, some of these other people that are really hard to Google because they have very average sounding <laughs> right, names, right. right? And it's also it's also really exciting to be looking. And this is what started the whole thing when we were doing the series to start looking through liner notes and seeing the same names pop up over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it, what's also great is uh, you fans out there and the interest you have in yacht rock really fuels my interest in yacht rock. And I yeah, that's I, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I got, got guys like. DJ Reno Soul mm. and Yacht underscore or Today in Yacht mm-hmm. uh, and Hartford Yacht Goats that just are pulling obscure stuff out of their butts all the Digging time. crates. Spreading the word. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's amazing, and that really fuels my fire. Um, finally, oh, wait, Gordon had his part two that I think is pretty good. How, how has Gene Yatsky's opinion on what constitutes Yacht Rock changed over the course of the podcast? And I'll say it hasn't changed at all because Gene Yatsky, his opinion of Yacht Rock was created in the 1920s when he was alive. Right. Um, right. He's dead now. Yeah, he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Our understanding of his scale has become sharper, but I, it really hasn't shifted that much. No, no. There have been a couple occasions where we've accidentally Yatsky'd the same song twice. Yeah. Like, and it comes out pretty similar. Yeah, like there's like a two or three point 
plus or minus. Yeah. And when I look at um, our early stuff that we yachtskied, you can, and some people have made charts uh, yeah. about, the, you can take yeah, the data. Yeah, my, our, our pal Andy. Yeah. And you can look at the charts. and you Girl can, with a guy's name, and Andy. You can, yeah, that's, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Usually it's, girl, it's guys with girls' names. Um, but you can see where we used to diverge a lot in our opinions, and then we've become much tighter when we've rated songs. Mm-hmm. And But that divergence still results in an average that's quite, true mm-hmm. so there's very few songs uh that i feel are um wrongly put on the boat and if 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 we got it if i feel like we got it wrong it's usually between 45 and 55 you know yeah i'll, I'll say this though i think that there are certain songs that um now that i've spent more time with them i might be more inclined to bump up to essentials mm-hmm. yeah yeah, you know, and it's like it's like a ten point spread on either end, you know. Right, it's yeah. It's like eighty five to ninety five. Maybe there's some wiggle room there. Yeah. Um, but that goes with any scale. So it should be taken with a grain of salt, but it's also law. Um final, all, all oh. laws should be taken with a grain of salt. Yes. Uh especially the law that salt tastes salty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, final final question we'll do. I feel like we're running to get a little hot a little long winded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh that's sounds about right. Karen and the Sorrows writes What of Anne Murray? What of Anne Murray? This is I this just came up in my household last night. Anne Murray? Mm-hmm. Hmm. There is a What of her then? Well, there's a famous tennis player with the last name Murray now. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Andy it is. Andy Murray. That's it. That's it. And my wife was talking about a potential uh, piece they were going to do on the show she works on uh, about Andy Murray. And I said, ooh, is Andy related to Anne? She probably assumed I was talking about Raggedy. Mm -hmm. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, Anne Murray. Um, And she replied... What of Anne Murray? Yeah, she she uh, it was, it, but it came out weird. It was like, who is Anne Murray? Yeah, yeah, that's not how you're supposed to ask that no. question, right? No, so yeah. I I said no. It's not who is Anne Murray. It's what of Anne Murray. It's really not an answerable question. Mm-mm. It's a, but it is a good, it's a good question to put out into the ether. It's to get, it's it's more like it's it's more like one of those Zen questions that you just meditate upon because there is no one answer it's it 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 breaks you out past the boundaries of logic and 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 the mundane every day yeah if a if a tree falls in the woods what of ann murray mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, now you don't have to go through the whole story but did did we find an ann murray yacht rock song yes we did okay okay that's all you gotta say it's all just, you gotta say. just barely and there mm-hmm. weren't very many of them but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but we did find one so she, yeah you're not really a yacht rock artist but whatever it's always good to think about all right I got a question. Yeah. Now that we aren't playing music as a bed under everything mm-hmm. that we say, do you think we're going to pick up your loud ass AC unit? I've been thinking in of that. Route? I've been thinking about that through ha- the second half of this, yeah, this podcast. Here. So if you guys hear, hear like a hum, yeah. um, that's my air conditioning. That's and, because uh, we don't want his kids sleeping in uh, sweltering heat. No, I wouldn't have minded. I just totally forgot to turn it off. Oh. So enjoy the buzz. Yeah. Not only from the knowledge that we've given to you today, which I'm sure has made you feel lightheaded, mm-hmm. uh, as often learning things does. A little aroused. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot for joining us today, guys. Uh, we really don't... I, you know what? I'm going to play 
the yacht and yacht outro just because it's uh it's so nice to, to go fun. out to that. Um, yeah. I wish I had it ready, but we'll get have it in just a second. Um, yeah, make sure you're not on shuffle. I had a fun time answering questions. Yeah, it was really nice. I appreciate those questions. I wish Hunter was here with us to do a regular yacht and yacht. I miss him so much. Yeah, yeah just staring at that empty chair um, with his microphone pointed right at the AC unit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully they can turn that off. Um, let's see. Uh, we never read it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's weird is I could have just potted down his microphone, but I didn't. Um, I just left it full blast. Matt Brousseau can turn off that mic. Uh, Matt Brousseau can either turn off all the mics or all the music. It's uh, Oh, whoops. Yeah, we have, we have two channels <laughs> on, the, uh, on the Zoom. One is our vocals, one is the music. Oh, okay. That's when we were fancier. Okay. Yeah. When we were in the studio, yeah. they could do all that. Well, listen. We record into an eight-channel mixer and a two-channel recorder. I've listened to a lot shittier-sounding podcast than this podcast. It might not, today. might not have even had the buzz on it. These sensitive... you got to get pretty close to this mic to hear anything. Yeah. JD, I forgot my big important plug. Oh, plug away. August 24th, hi-hat in uh, Highland Park. The mediocre return of Karate the Band in support of the album release You Can't Call Me Al, which is Jonah Ray's punk rock covers of Weird Al songs. Also, uh, dudes from the band Cursive, dudes from the band The Blood Brothers. But you're going to want to see Karate the Band. Hi-hat. Tickets are 5 bucks, only available at the door. August 24th. It's going to be great. Jonah Ray's Weird Al stuff is interesting because parody or original... Jonah Ray sings the lyrics in a different melody. Yeah. So you really focus on Weird Al's lyrics mm-hmm. instead of the parody aspect or the... Yeah. The, Punk the, rock covers a Weird Al song. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But you would think, say, he'd say he did like a surgeon. Mm-hmm. you think it was just punk rock like a virgin, but it's not. He's nope. created his own song. Yeah. That's actually one we started working on along with Nature Trail to Hell. It's an interesting, interesting album worth checking out. And if you go to that party, it'll be fun. Absolutely. Good night, Steve. Good night, JD. Good night, Dave. Good night, Steve. Good night, Dave. Good night, JD.